When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. You can also find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, literally wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it there. Uh, Please follow it. I know it will update you when a new episode drops. Please leave a review, five-star review, leave a comment, everything like that. Be a friend, tell a friend. You can also find the podcast on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, subscribe to that website, subscribe to everything there. There's plenty of podcasts and everything there that you guys can check out. Uh, The Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and the Coach Steve Show podcast um, are working with my bookie, uh, betting season's in full swing. If you head over to mybookie.ag to try to make your same game parlays, end game bets, money lines, actually you can bet on pretty much anything outside outside of sports, but just the sports world, you can bet on anything, first quarter, second quarter, first half, second half. Um, during the game, you can make a bet, anything like that. If you go to mybookie.ag and use the code 
belly up fantasy it's going to double your first deposit so if you haven't signed up for my bookie.ag go to my go to that site the link will be in the description the description below uh use the code belly up fantasy it's going to double your first deposit uh this podcast is all you brought to you by coach stone football and is back to the basics books and drills look i'm a football coach basketball coach track coach but i'm a football coach coach stone wants to give back to football if you go to coachstonefootball.com you can find all these books. He has so many books out there. I can't even keep track of them. And he has everything from A to Z. His very first one, Back to the Basics. It's literally 500 pages. And it has every single type of, if you're a coach like me looking for drills, it has every single drill that you could think of. So during this off season, like some of you might be in, like I am, you're going to be looking for drills. You're going to try to revamp everything. If you get these books, you can go, You can, I recommend going straight to the website. You can go to Amazon, but if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, you're going to get a better price. Uh, you can communicate with Coach Stone that way. You can get all these drills that you can, everything you can possibly imagine. So you'll never have to get another drill again, and they're real easy. That's why it's called Back to the Basics. From drills, game planning, their strength and conditioning coming out, everything you can think of, go check out CoachStoneFootball.com. Back, let's get back to the basics. And the podcast I'll you brought to you by Yeet Sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z. Uh, they're some of the most comfortable sunglasses in the game today. Uh, they're some of the most stylish sunglasses there are. Uh, if you live somewhere that's near the beach still or down south, these sunglasses are built for that. They can handle water, sand. They don't even help you see the sharks come at you quicker. I just assume there's a lot of sharks out in the ocean. I live in the in, uh, Central, Amer- in Central North America, you know, in the Midwest. Uh, they actually help you see the sharks or fishes, whatever, quicker uh, because the water doesn't stick to them, the sand doesn't stick to them. If you're training outside, they're they're built for sports. They're built with uh, the sun being out, obviously. They can handle blood, sweat, and tears. They can also handle motorcycle rides, bike rides, anything. Um, if you have a big head like me, they have stylish ones that will actually wrap around your heads because we got the big brains. If you live in a place like I do where the snow is coming, winter is coming, the snow coming off or the sun coming off the snow, it's going to help you see while you're driving. Um, you can wear them all year round. And this company takes care of people. When they first started, they wanted to make sure that a percentage of all profits, when they first started, they went to beach cleanups, uh, organizations, but they've reached out and they're actually giving, per, still giving percentages of their money of any profits they make to community outreach programs. So if you go to yeetsofficial.com, Y-E-E-T-Z official.com, use the code CSS, you're going to get 10% off your order. So basically you're just saving the planet. So just head over there, uh, use the link in the description below. Got to save the planet. Got to save the planet. So go get you some sunglasses, a percentage, and go to community outreach programs. Let's save the planet. Go see the shark coming at you quicker. Let's be able to drive in the snow. Uh, so let's dive into today's episode. Uh, Illinois come off an historic win versus Penn State. It took nine overtimes. The longest uh, FCS game there was in college football history. It took nine overtimes. And I said in an Illini preview versus Rutgers that this is not a game that you can overlook. Illinois has to come back to work. They have to come back down to earth. And Rutgers is not uh, the team of old. They, you know, they've they've struggled a little bit. They've had a tough schedule, but they're not the team of old. They're not the team that you're just going to roll over and push over. I mean, they got the best of Illinois last year. So to come into this game, Art Tatowski had surgery on his arm. So now it's back to Brandon Peters. And I said coming in, the way for Illinois to win. The defense is going to have to continue to take a step forward. They are figuring out their their defense. You know, they really wanted to go to man-to-man. 
Then they kind of switched it back to zone because we were struggling. Now they can actually start to mix and match both. Um, the front seven have been playing a lot better. Defensive line has been getting pressure. They've been able to contain the running backs, the quarterbacks. They're okay giving up some yards, but they're also not giving up as many points. They're just playing a lot better. And, you know, the, the points don't tell the whole story. They're just playing better. They're picking it up, playing better. We know that the defense that Coach Walters and Coach Bielma want to play they have to get the recruits. They have to be in the system for a little bit compared to the Tampa 2 live or die that Lovey Smith brought in. This defense is way different. Um, at the beginning of the year, you know, you were seeing like a 4-2-5 look. Then they hop into a 3-4, 3-3 three, three, three type of look because Coach Bielma, he really wants to play an odd man front, but he even knows that you, you want – to play to the strength of your players. Now, in the past two weeks, before coming into Rutgers, we have seen them play more of an odd man front. And it just depends on who they're playing. But coming in to play Rutgers, uh, defense is going to have to continue to take a step forward. I said quarterback play is going to have to be crucial. Now you got Brandon Peters back, and that's where Illinois is struggling in that department. And it happened again. Now, this time, our quarterback play actually was better. Um, believe it or not, it looked. There's times that the run game did fine, but believe it or not, it was more of the pass game that played better for Illinois. But coming in, the run game was way better for Illinois. But the thing was, now this was not a high-scoring game. I said it was going to be a low-scoring game. Rutgers came away with a, the, the 20 to 14 win. Illinois had opportunities to, to to take the lead. Illinois had opportunities to stop Rutgers. But they allow Rutgers uh, offense to kind of get a little rhythm. But this was a slugfest, and I said that it was not going to be a high-scoring game. It was going to be a low-scoring game. But where I was wrong was Illinois' rush offense was not there. But I did say this. When people figure out what your niche is – now, I've said this before. You can make a team one-dimensional, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to beat them. When you play certain teams, you go, okay, we want to take away what they're good at. So if they're better at passing, well, we're going to take away the pass and make them run. But teams out there, one or two things will happen. They're pretty, they'll figure out how to be good at the other thing. The only team I could think of is like a Coach Leach. You could try to take away the pass all day long. The quarterbacks are smart enough to check to a run that makes you have to honor it so it can open up, reopen up his passing game. But Coach Leach is such a mastermind in the air raid that it doesn't matter now in a team where it's normal if you look at an Alabama you got to pick which one they're better at if they're better at passing you're going to take away the pass but they are athletic enough and well coached enough not saying coach Bielman them don't do that but they have a system built in where okay then we're just going to run the ball we will figure out a way coach Bielman coach Peterson the offensive coordinator at Illinois, they want to get to that point. But right now they are dealing with players at Illinois that were drafted to run a pro style, but then they got switched to a spread, then they got switched to a different type of spread. And now they're trying to figure out this, um, I don't know if you want to call it Coach Peterson's offensive pro style, but they do go under center, they do go in shotgun. But Illinois' passing game actually shined. Um Brandon Peters, this was probably his best game and I don't even know how long. 14 of 19, 190 yards, and he had two touchdowns. 
14 of 19 is pretty good for them. And I said this. I said the way for Illinois to move the ball and put it in position to win on the offensive side of the ball is they have to continue with the run game. But in the run game, you have to do play actions. I think you can get into the RPOs after that, even with Illinois. Uh, Brandon Peters did kind of run it here and there. Um, he had five carries for 25 yards on different reads and scrambles. Uh, but then he's going to have to complete the short game. And he did. And then he actually, in the game, play action, turn around, threw a deep ball for a huge touchdown pass. Uh, it might have been his 30, the, the um, 52 yard one to Isaiah Williams. It's that type of thing that is going to Illinois' offense go. But the problem is, it took a while for that passing game to get going because we're so focused on the run game. But going back to Illinois, if you take away the run game from them, you're probably going to win. But then what happened was Bram Peter started to figure it out, but then we still could not get the run game going. That front seven for Rutgers played very, very well. They really took it to uh, Illinois' offensive line. And when you take it to Illinois' offensive line and you really stack the box like that, you're really getting hands-on, you're really driving them back, it's going to cause some problems. Uh, When we look at Rutgers' defense uh, that played against Illinois, uh, their nose tackle, I believe uh, Julius Turner, he came back in. He was able to really compete at the um, at that nose tackle position. Uh, their defensive ends were able to contain their uh, Drew Singleton, I believe, is one of their backers. Uh, Tyreek uh, Maddox Williams. Like I said, this from the get go. These type of players are big. They're physical. There's a confidence to them, even though they've had a tough schedule. So Illinois' offense just could not get into the run game like they did against Penn State. And I said this from the get go. If you are a team that's just, unless you're an Army or a Navy, and you're really, 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 really predicated on the run game to this extent. I don't know if I've seen bad quarterback play like this in a very long time, and I'm sure the staff at Illinois, I'm not talking, I don't want to talk bad about any coaches, any players. I'm just, I from watching as a fan and a coach, I'm pretty sure they might agree with me. But Brandon Peters finally did play well, but then the problem was, you didn't have the run game because now you did all these different fancy runs. You ran the ball 67 times against Penn State. Now Rutgers and everybody has this on film. Now you got to come up with something else. Now you got to figure out where to go from there. Now if Brandon Peters can continue this accurate passing he's got going on, you've got a shot. But when Chase Brown gets the ball 18 times, only gets 67 yards, then Brandon Peters is your second leading rusher, there is a problem. Now, could these running backs have been just dead? I mean, there were 67 rush yards. Chase Brown ran the ball a lot. He's been running it a ton. Could they be tired? Absolutely. Could that offensive line be tired? Absolutely. Now, the offensive line loves to run block, but you've got to do different things to get the ball out of their hands so they can get a break. Not saying pass protection is taking a break, but when you're running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, as many times as they did, that takes a lot out of an offensive line. So were the running backs tired? Possibly. Brandon Peters was fresh because he hasn't played. The offense just really got no rhythm. Besides the second quarter, there was a period there in the second quarter where they scored uh, 14 points. There was a rhythm, and then they just never got back into it again. Rutgers came out and said, okay, we're going to continue to stun up front. We're going to demand double teams. We want our linebackers to make the plays. And 
our defensive line we trust is going to do their job. Illinois' offensive line was seemed a little tired. Running backs, they, they got through a little bit. Um, they saw against Penn State that Illinois wanted to run zone and pin and pull. Sometimes Illinois, Illinois ran the pin and pull. It just was not there. The defensive ends for Rutgers were really able to hold the edge, which allowed the outside backer and the inside backer, the outside backer to come up and flow up and allow the inside backers to scrape over and make the play. So those type of things were happening to Illinois. And we just don't really have the playmaker. Yes, we had the deep ball to Isaiah Williams, and um, he was our leading receiver, 67 yards. But most of those yards came on the one catch. Uh, Daniel Baker, Daniel Baker, sorry, 47 yards. So, like, there was no blowing you out of the water with these type of stats going on here for Illinois. Uh, big thing for Rutgers was fourth down. They were three of three. Illinois couldn't stop them when it got to the fourth down. Illinois only had 297 total yards, Rutgers 388. Um, we had more passing yards at Rutgers, 190, 158. Um, the rush yards, this is where it flip-flopped. Rutgers had 230, and we only had 107. So when Illinois is not running the ball pretty uh, decently at all, we are going to struggle. Uh, they had way more rushing attempts with 51 compared to 30. You wouldn't thought of that. Uh, we had bigger penalties that come at the wrong time. Time of possession, Rutgers outdid us by uh, a little over 10 minutes, 35 to 30 or 24. Uh, they had way more first downs. So one, a lot of things I said coming into the game was Illinois has to take time off the clock, keep Rutgers' offense on the sideline. We have to run the ball. Rampier's going to have to complete some short passes, and so that way we can score around 20-some points and the defense to take a step forward. So from the offensive side, only one of those things happened. We did not sustain drives. Rutgers had 23 first downs. We only had 10. Uh, we did not run the ball particularly well. Uh, just the off the, the run game just did not look. I just don't want to blame one part of it, but we just did not look like. I think Doug Kramer was the only one that was really controlling, helping out the line of scrimmage. We so we didn't run the ball well. Bram Peters threw the ball well. He made some medium throws, some short throws, and had a, one, a couple long throws. So the play right there happened. But when we are not running the ball well, we don't. We only have like Isaiah Williamson. We got a couple tight ends. We don't have these huge playmakers. We don't have the quarterback to get it to them. But we also don't have these playmakers either. So when that doesn't happen on offense, not going to work out. The other thing I said that was going to have to happen was we have to take time up. Time off the clock. Well, we did not. We only had the ball for 24 minutes because we couldn't get the run game going. Maybe we we drop a pass. Uh, we get sacked. Something like that. We only went for it on one of the fourth downs. We were oh, like we were three for 12 on first downs. So those type. I said those from the get go. You have to do those things in order to win if you're Illinois. And we did not get to all three phases of those. When I got to one phase, when you only get to one phase, it's not going to happen. Defensive side. The defense looked tired, and I wonder if they got tired from playing the nine overtimes versus Penn State, which you cannot blame them. Then you look at Penn State, they played decently well against Ohio State, but the defense, they allowed Veteral to start running around on them. Uh, He had 56 yards, and that's not really designed runs. It was a lot of scrambling. Now, he was 10 of 21 for 130 yards, no passing touchdowns. Like, there was no passing touchdowns for Rutgers. They scored 20 points. The only touchdowns that came were from Noah Vetterall had a rushing touchdown, and Kyle Magany had a rushing touchdown. 
Like, there was no passing touchdown. So this came on two rushing touchdowns, one from a quarterback, one from a running back, and field goals. So I'm not saying the defense played terrible by any means. Like, you're giving up 20 points. You're putting your team in a position to win. All Illinois had to do was score a touchdown, uh, get down to maybe kick a couple field goals. Like, defense put them in situations to win. But I said on the defensive side in the preview – they have to continue to take a step forward. So what started to happen was you saw a little bit of man coverage, but when you play man coverage or maybe a cover two of man underneath, well, when the corners or the safeties or linebackers turn their heads because they're playing man, they go with the motion, Vettero was running around. So they went for a couple fourth downs. Those were part of the reasons why. The, the rush game, Rutgers had 230 yards of rushing. It, the defensive line were getting their shoulders churned. We weren't getting hands on. Um, we weren't quite demanding double teams, so they were able to get to the linebackers. And we just weren't getting off blocks. We were getting gutted a little bit up the middle. But when you let you, I think you kind of have to have a spy. Now here's here's the thing. People kept saying spy, spy, spy. When you put a quarterback spy on, that leaves one extra guy away from the pass protection. So there's going to be a hole somewhere. So when Illinois did go to the man-to-man coverage, and you turn. Well, you don't have your eye on the quarterback anymore, and so he can take off. So you go, okay, now we got to do zone. Well, when you play zone, what kind of zone are you playing? When we go to the three down, we're looking like a 3-4 team, you're going to have too high safety. When it's too high safety, they're going to run the ball. If your defensive line up front isn't getting hands-on, getting off the blocks, creating a pile to bounce out for those other backers to make the play, going to struggle. So Rutgers got a lot of the rush game. Now, again, did the defense play that bad? No. It was just we were giving up plays at the wrong time, possibly being tired from the Penn State game. Cannot blame them. But I said this, the keys to the game, and I'm going to say it for about the sixth time. The offense had to get into all those phases to win. They did not. The defense had to continue to take a step forward, not stay where they are, take a step forward. And they, I said this, they have to contain the run game and just take a step forward. And I don't think they took a step forward. I think they stayed right where they were, which is fine. But the man-to-man coverage wasn't working. Uh, when they do, do did do zone, they left it. Again, when you're playing all this different stuff and they're not used to it, you're going to leave open spots. And they did. They left open spots. So Illinois has to walk away from this with a 20-14 to loss. Now, again... Rutgers is not a bad team, and I said that. They are a team that's very tough. They're going to play you tough. They're going to come after you. They're better coached than they have been. Remember, they whipped Illinois, I thought, in the COVID year. So this is a big hit to Illinois because when you looked at their schedule, there was a small chance for them to maybe make a bowl game when they were sitting at 3-5 and five because now you look at the – because you were playing Rutgers – Minnesota, Iowa, Northwestern. I said if you can get by Rutgers, maybe squeak one out against Minnesota, and then Northwestern, there's your bowl game. Now you got to win out. Now you got to win the next three to make a bowl game. Minnesota, you can maybe squeak out. Iowa's going to be a tough call. And then you got Northwestern. So yeah, Illinois had a chance. Again, you have to handle success. So when you look at it from a coaching perspective, as a fan, we all can be frustrated like I am as a fan, but you look at it from a coach perspective, that was a tough game against Penn State. Coaches are going to be level-headed about it. Now as players, how do you handle success? They failed at it after Nebraska. 
They went on a losing streak. Then you won against Charlotte. Well, then how do you respond to that? Well, it didn't go well. Then you upset Penn State. That was number seven in the nation. Who goes on to play Ohio State decently close for a while? How do you handle success? How do you take that step forward? I'm sure that's what Coach Bielma and his staff are saying to them. They did not take a step forward in all phases. Now, that's the problem with Illinois. You get certain phases that are good. Like the run game against Penn State was phenomenal, but the pass game sucked. The defense tackled pretty well. This game, you let up certain things on defense at the wrong time. You didn't give up, you didn't give up the points, but just things at the wrong time. Quarterback play got better, but then the rush game took a step back. Special teams, Illinois got some of the best special teams in the nation. I think they probably do have the best special teams in the nation, but Illinois got to come together with a complete game. If their quarterback play can play well, you don't have to throw for 400 yards. You just got to make the throws when needed. If if quarterback play can step up, the rush game can show back up, and the defense takes another step forward in understanding the scheme, tackling, controlling the line of scrimmage, I think Illinois could be pretty decently good. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go beat Ohio State or anything, but they would win against Rutgers. Um, they would probably win against UTSA, like that, those type of wins. Uh, now, when we start getting some of the recruits in, they get a full year of this in for these young guys, and we start coming in in a year or two, we are going to be a tough team. We are going to be that pesky team that you don't want to play because we're going to have the tough coaches get them there. But it was a rough game for Illinois. I thought, you know, you, you were kind of hoping they'd score more points because of how Brandon Peters was playing, the way he threw the ball, you know, especially in the second quarter. I even said, okay, if the run game gets going, defense makes a play or two, we are going to pull this one out. But you got to give the credit to Rutgers. They didn't flinch. They did not panic. Um, they are well coached. They are tough. We just let them make plays when they we allow when they need to make a play. We allowed it to happen. So that's the frustrating part. Um, but Illinois, you know, coming into the year, we said it was going to go one of two ways. We were. Not going to have this phenomenal season. It's going to be a rough bumps in the road here. Or we could upset some people, depending on how, how we got the scheme, how we figured everything out. And we're just having the bumps in the road. Um, as a coach, been a part of it a few times. Uh, been a part of it this year. Uh, coach Bielema, I'm sure, was a part of it when he was at Arkansas. Some of these assistant coaches probably have been. That's why they're there. Uh, we cannot jump ship. We have to keep riding this out. The players played hard. You could just tell there was like not that extra gear like they had against Penn State. Not saying it was a mental thing. Maybe it's a body issue. They're not used to the strength conditioning. They're they're a little worn out, whatever it was. Um, not to make excuses. They're not going to make excuses. Rutgers, yeah, and I'll give credit to Rutgers. They came out and tackled well. They played hard. The rush game was there. Uh, the leadership was there. So you got to give credit to them. I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, two years in a row, Illinois can get them. Hopefully, we get them next year. But, you know, now Illinois has got to look forward. They've got a tough game coming against Minnesota, who's going to be hit or miss. They're either going to show up and play really good, or they show up and they don't play good because Illinois got them last year. Minnesota's going to have that on their, on their minds. And we'll get to that in another episode this week. Um, but I wanted to go over the Illinois Rutgers recap. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, check out all the affiliates. There's other affiliates in the description below. Uh, check out the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the and all all the audio where you're listening to your podcasts. Um, thank you guys so much. That's been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are gone.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.